great to see all of you here. If you would like to stand so we can worship together. Thank you so much for coming.
is great to be back with you all. We had a tremendous vacation. Um, little weird experience last night. On Saturday nights, I usually go to bed like at <clears throat> 9 o'clock. Well, end up, we were celebrating Brenna, my wife Brenna's dad's 90th birthday up in Wasion. Yeah, Wasion, 90 years old. Her whole side of her family was there. I said, we got to get out of here at 4 o'clock. I get home, study, go to bed. Well, 10 till 4, all the grandkids are swimming in the pond. And one of the cousins who plays travel baseball, 11 years old, reached down, grabbed a handful of the blue mud and rocks from the pond the kids were swimming in, threw it at our granddaughter Paley, which was about this far away, into her face. She couldn't see. Her eyes are closed. She comes out walking like this. Needless to say, we spent the next three hours in Wasion emergency room. And I sat in the truck with the other grand, with my boys, with the boys. And I just watched the clock continue to tick away. Thinking, I've got to get to bed. I've got to get to bed. But she is better. She's fine. She came out smiling, looked like she'd been in a fist fight. Um, but she was excited she could open her eyes. So that's a praise. I want to call Christine. I said, I don't know if she's in Michigan. I don't know where she's at. But we are in trouble here in Wasion, Ohio. But we had a great time. So I'm a little weary this morning. Not on my news, usual schedule. Uh, fighting an ear infection in this ear from the beach. Vacations are great, right? <laughs> so I don't know if I, you can really hear me because I can't hear me. But we are going to focus this morning, and it's a different type of a worship service. We will weave in and out. Uh, the band will play and lead you in worship, and I will lead you through a prayer, the Lord's Prayer, one of the greatest prayers ever given to us by Jesus himself. How many of you think prayer should be a priority in your life? Raise your hand. Yeah, all of us do. Then it begs to ask the question, then why isn't it so? Why do we struggle so much committing the time that we need to to spend time alone with God in prayer? I think there are a number of reasons. One, it's because we all just believe we're so busy that we don't have time and it gets edged out. It never seems to fit into our schedule. A lot of people spend time praying, and then within about three minutes, they lose focus, and they drift off to what they need to do on their to-do schedule, and so they never really get into full communication with God, and some are just intimidated by prayer, but the number one reason that we fail to pray is because we just don't feel like it. <laughs> There's always something more important we feel in our lives. So here's my prayer. Over the next several weeks, we're gonna, I pray that we'll move from just talking about prayer to being people who actually pray. How many of you got your cell phone with you? Everybody. Get your cell phone out. Look at that cell phone. How many of you have three bars or four bars? How many have full strength? Congratulations, all right? I don't know if you're like me, 
But if I have my cell phone out and it gets down to one or two bars, my heart starts to go like pound. What am I going to do? Well, on vacation, we spent three days in Pineville, South Carolina on a plantation um, in a house. Don't get excited. The Airbnb pictures were deceiving, all right? But we, we made it. We made it. We stayed there. But while we were there, don't go to Pineville, South Carolina if you want cell phone service. There was no service at all. And all of us, it drove us nuts because we couldn't call or receive a call or a text or anything in Pineville, South Carolina. Here's the good news for you and I as believers in Jesus Christ. Our network, our connection with God is an anywhere, anytime, unlimited amount of minutes that you and I get to spend with the God of the universe. And in Matthew chapter 6, Jesus talks to us about how to pray. And it's often thought, you know, what do people want to hear most when they come to a service to worship? Well, This Week magazine said, they were asked the question, what do you want your pastor to talk about most at church? The number one answer, how to make my prayer life more effective. So in Matthew chapter 6, the Lord's Prayer is given. It's also given in the Gospel of Luke, where Luke tells, talks to Jesus about how, talks to us about how Jesus taught us to pray. He said, it happened this way. The disciples came to Jesus and said, Lord, teach us to pray. This is the only time within all the Bible that the disciples say, Lord, teach us. They didn't say, Lord, teach us to do miracles. Lord, teach us to teach. The only time they ever asked, they said, Lord, teach us to pray. And he gives the model prayer known as the Lord's Prayer. Now, before we study this, understand that this prayer was given as a model, not necessarily as a list of what you pray. Beginning in verse 5, Luke, Matthew chapter 6, it says, And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on their street corners to be seen by men. I tell you the truth, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what's done in secret will reward you. Oftentimes, we get caught up into the performance of prayer and what other people think of that. The most consistent teaching in the New Testament tells us, be real, be authentic, be yourself. And that comes into play when we communicate with God. We have to feel, you know, am I talking to him the right way? Am I saying the right things? He just says, be real, be authentic, be yourself. Verses 7 and 8, paraphrase. Don't recite the same prayer over and over again, as heathens do, who think their prayers are answered only by repeating them again and again. But remember, your Father knows exactly what you need before you ask Him. For many of His listeners in this day, they were doing that, especially the Jews, 
The Jews had a prayer known as the Shema. They would say that prayer at 9 o'clock in the morning. They would say that prayer at 9 o'clock at night, the same prayer. And if it got to be 9 o'clock and they hadn't said it yet, they would stop wherever they were, were, fall to their knees and say the Shema. Same prayer over and over again. And they did it, many of them, out of duty and obligation. They had all kinds of prayers for all kinds of things, but they were repetitive prayers. They had a prayer for before they washed their hands. They had a prayer for before they ate. They had a prayer before they went into a new town. They had a prayer when they left an old town. They had a prayer for when the sun rose. They had a prayer for when the sun set. Same prayer over and over again. So Jesus says, don't do that. Don't just say the same thing over and over again. How many of you have taught your kids to say the same prayer over and over again for meals? Or going to bed? You guys are better than my mom. Yes, you pointed at Christine. Yeah, Christine did. Tim did that. My mom and dad did that. Now I lay me down to sleep. You know that prayer? Yeah. Don't do that, Jesus says. Follow the Lord's prayer. Now, already an important lesson here. The Lord's prayer is a pattern to be practiced, not a prayer to perform. One of my pet peeves is when pastors or whoever use the Lord's prayer as a fill-in. They'll often do that at funerals or, or uh, sports events. It was not meant as a prayer to be recited, but it was meant as a model to be followed. This is how you pray. So we're going to study this and break it up in pieces as the model Jesus intended it to be. Verse 9, Jesus said, this is how you should pray. Not what, but how. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. When Jesus was asked to teach on prayer, he didn't give a message that was 30 or 40 minutes long. He simply prayed. Prayed. And one of the best ways for us to learn how to pray is to pray. Is to practice prayer before God. And establish this prayer will establish a balance for us. The Lord's Prayer begins this way. Our Father in heaven, what? Hallowed be your name. The word here, if you have your notes or your outline, is adoration. Our prayers most often should begin with adoration. Saying, God, you are worthy. God, I love you. God, I praise you because... And this can be the most important part of the prayer because it takes the focus off of us and it puts it onto God from the start. And then we can have more of a perspective of the problems or things we face because we start out acknowledging God as the one who can handle it all. All kinds of ways you can praise God, praising for being all-powerful, praising for his mercy, for his justice. Maybe you praise him and thank him for his grace and his kindness. 
You say, God, I praise you because. Maybe you say, you're my protector. You're my provider. You're everlasting. You're unchanging. And if that doesn't come naturally for you, I encourage you to listen to worship music. Put in a worship CD. Listen to those songs. Many of the songs that we sing are simply praise and adoration testimonies or even scripture towards God. And pray those songs. Pray through scripture. It will allow you to become more focused on adoration. So before we go any further, I want to do that. I want us just to bow our heads or being outside. If you want to look in to the sky, I love to do that a lot when I pray. Your eyes don't have to be closed. That's nowhere in this book, all right? That's why you can pray while you're driving. Your eyes are open, hopefully. But you can look into the sky. You can bow your heads. But a moment of silence here, and you just spend this time adoring God, saying, God, I praise you because. God, I thank you because. Go ahead and bow your heads or look into the sky and spend a moment doing that. Father, we praise you. We praise you for who you are. God, you're the God of all creation, the creator of all things. Even we who are sitting here, standing here right now. God, we thank you that you have given us grace. You've given us mercy. God, you've given us the greatest gift that could ever be given a promise of eternal, everlasting life in your presence. God, our main purpose here today is to adore you, praise you, honor you. And God, we pray that our worship is acceptable to you because God, we're here for you. It's all about you. Oh 
So when we talk to God, first we adore him, we praise him, we recognize his greatness. The next part of the Lord's Prayer says, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The word here is affirmation. First is adoration, then affirmation. This is where we say, God, I affirm that I want for what you want in my life. Not my will be done, but God, your will be done. So we affirm that we want him to take control of our lives. That's why Jesus said a simple prayer, Father, not my will, but yours be done in my life. Sometimes I can skip this part. I can start telling God all my dreams and visions, and I forget to put the part but God, what you want, not what I want. Because oftentimes, they won't match up. Sometimes God's will and God's direction has a little bit different curve than my, my life does, my will does. And maybe you need to pray. God, I, I, I'm not sure if my daughter's supposed to marry this person or not, but your will be done. God, I, I feel I really deserve this promotion. I've worked hard, God, but I'm going to trust your timing. I'm going to trust you to put me in the right place in your kingdom. So, Lord, your will be done. God, I'm in a lot of pain right now. I'm hurting right now. God, I know you have the power to heal me, but, God, I'm going to trust in your timing, not my timing. God, your will be done. Then he says, pray for God's kingdom to come here on earth. You ever thought if that really happened, how different our world would be? If God's kingdom really existed all out here on this earth. I guarantee you turn on the news, it would look a little bit different. You turn on the news, it would be filled with stories of compassion Love and kindness, not racism, not hatred. If God's kingdom would really come, there'd be no need for child protective services, no need for divorce lawyers. So we pray, God, I want your kingdom to come in my life and to come on this earth. I want your kingdom to come here. I want your will to be done here. And so we're going to do that as well right now. Maybe there's an area in your life that you're playing tug of war with God. We can do that. When our will combats with his will, we play tug of war with God. Turn it over to him if there's an area in your life where you're just fighting to go your direction and maybe not yielding to God's will and God's direction in your life. So we're going to offer for prayer right now. God, your will be done, not my will be done.
Let's bow our heads, look into the sky, and have a time of silence and do that right now. God, your will be done. God, we pray for your will to be done here at Northside in Medina. God, we yield to your will. We yield to your direction. God, as we adore you and praise you, God, we also honor that your will should be done in our lives and not ours. So God, whatever it is here that maybe anyone may be facing struggles with, God, open up their hearts. May they see your desire, may they see your heartbeat, and not their own. In Jesus' name.
next part of the prayer Jesus simply says give us today our daily bread the word here is appeal appeal this is where we go to God and we ask him for help we say God I need you in my life right now someone said it's hard to ask God to give us daily bread because we have a pantry full of loaves of bread and that's true. Sometimes I think we interpret this to mean, God, here's my Christmas list. Boom, boom, boom. When Santa Claus doesn't come through, God, you got to come through on this one. These are my needs. These are my wants. We go to God not with our wants, but with the needs that we have, deep needs, desires, and ask him to intervene in our lives. I've noticed many people will go to great lengths to fix problems in their life. They'll read all kinds of self-help books. They'll Google all kinds of self-help things, read all kinds of blogs. They'll go to counselors, go to friends, go to family about problems or issues in their life. And the last one they turn to is God. I went to all these places. May God, no one's come through. So now I'm going to ask you, and we leave that as a last resort. But it's not because we haven't been invited into God's presence. Philippians 4, 6 says, In everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. Hebrews 4, 16 says, Let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. So we go to God and we ask for help. James 4, 2 says, we don't have because we haven't asked. And when we appeal to God, we just don't pray for ourselves. We pray for each other. We pray for other people. We take an escape from the self-focused life that many of us lead and direct that focus on others for God to intervene. Is Mary on there? Are we FaceTiming her? Um, Mary Annabelle, we had her back at the administration building. Those of you that are there, we had her come up and we prayed over her um, for health reasons. She is on FaceTime and has been through this whole service. She's still undergoing tremendous, tremendous health problems, battling cancer. 
tumors that are inside of her uh, and an immune system that's not working right so the chemotherapy isn't able to be used the way it needs to be used and I was standing there and thinking okay we're going to talk about appealing for other people before God and we have someone who needs our prayers so much right now watching via FaceTime and I thought if we could all just give her a round of applause and encourage her um, she might hear that In a moment when we put this into practice, I'm going to ask that you lift up a prayer for Mary and for Nick and their entire family as they fight this. We are very soon to enter into a time of awaken again at Northside Christian. We did this last year, beginning September 12th. We'll enter into a concentrated time of prayer and fasting called awaken. It'll be a time where you will be able to Pray over 10 specific people for a period of 30 days fast and pray for them. A little different this year. You will sign up online, and if you picked up a message outline, the website is on there for you. If you didn't get one, grab one before you go, and we'll be talking about this over the next uh, few weeks. But upon registering, you will then be able to get all kinds of prayer guides, information on what fasting is, how to go about that. And you'll also be given 10 names this year that you can pray over and then later send a postcard to and let them know you've been praying for them. So you can look forward to that. If you look through scripture, there was only one time that Jesus prayed for himself. Only one time when he said, Lord, take this cup from me. Take this cup from me before he went to the cross. Every other prayer Jesus ever prayed was for someone else. That's how essential it is when it comes to appealing to God that it's not all about me, but it's about you. We ask him to intervene, to move, not only in our lives, but the lives of people around us. And we're going to do that right now. You can bring Mary to the surface of your mind and your heart and pray for her, pray for someone in your family, or you can ask God to intervene in your own life with every, what you're struggling with right now. So we're going to bow our heads, look to the sky again, and spend the time, this time, appealing to God. God, we come before you and we know, God, that you are all-powerful, all-knowing, ever-present. And God, we lift these prayer requests up to you, God, this appeal to you to move not only in our lives, but the lives of the people that are around us. God, a specific prayer we lift up for Mary, God, that thank you, God, for her faith. Thank you for the power that you've given her. God, just give her some more. And God, we pray for healing. 
We pray for your mighty hand to work and continue to heal her body and be with her husband, Nick, as well. God, all the various needs that are within this square right now, God, you know what they are. God, we know you have the power and compassion to move. So in God, in faith, in faith, we praise you for the way you're going to move in the lives of so many. We pray this in Jesus' name. next song is a little bit of a different song. This song is actually a prayer that we get to sing over others. Uh, I think so many times in worship music we're used to singing it to God or singing it on behalf of ourselves. Um, but these words are meant to be a prayer over other people. So pray them over Mary, pray them over your neighbors, pray them over your cities.
last part of the Lord's Prayer says, Forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. The word here, apology. Apology. Where we go to God and we say, God, I apologize. God, I want to confess to you my sins, my weaknesses. God, I need your forgiveness in my life. And that can be tough for us to do. Asking forgiveness and seeking forgiveness means we got to admit we messed up before the God of the universe. But forgiveness is a part of every genuine relationship. Relationships cannot exist if forgiveness isn't present. Ever had someone in your life hurt you? say something against you, do something towards you, and then the next time you got together, they acted like nothing ever happened? That's tough, isn't it? For a genuine relationship to take place, they need to admit that they made a mistake, that they hurt you, and you need to extend forgiveness to them. That's the way relationships work. And that's the same in our relationship to God. God, we say, I'm sorry. I confess to you that I have messed up here. And God, now, as the prayer says, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. God, I not only admit that I've messed up, God, I need you to strengthen me in this area the next time it comes around. God, don't take me down that path. God, protect me. God, direct me and fill me with your power. Part of God's direction in this prayer is that here we say, God, I need your strength. I need strength to overcome temptation. I want to honor you with this area of my life, whatever area that is. And every week, we have a time within our worship where we take a little bit of juice and a piece of bread and it's built into every worship service because that's how scripture teaches that we do this every single week in remembrance of Jesus' sacrifice. I'm going to ask you to grab a hold of those emblems. If you didn't pick them up, you can get them at one of the tables. But it's during this time that all of this prayer comes into action. But the greatest part, not only do we thank God for his sacrifice, thank God for his forgiveness and his grace in our life, but it's in this moment that we say, thank you for the juice that represents your blood. Thank you for the bread that represents your body that was sacrificed for me. And so God, right now, I need that grace. God, I messed up this week. I messed up last night. God, I had bad thoughts this morning. God, I ask for your blood to cover my sins. And God, I ask you to give me strength for the next time it comes around. And so we're going to do that right now. I'm going to pray over these emblems. And I'm going to ask you to go ahead and spend some time in prayer and take them when you're ready. Father, we thank you, God, as we've mentioned, for your sacrifice for us. 
God, that you gave up your one and only son to die on a cross. Only God to three days later have him conquer the grave and defeat death once and for all. And God, because of that, we can come before you this day and seek your, forgi- seek your forgiveness towards us. For God, our number one desire is to have a growing, strong relationship with your son, Jesus Christ. God, may you strengthen that relationship in each of us right now as we partake of these emblems. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.
Let's give God a hand, please. Let's up here. Awesome. Thank you so much for worshiping with us today. Those of you on the fringes that just happened upon us, thanks for hanging out with us, celebrating God's presence with us, to, with us today in this unique service that we just uh, shared in. Next week, we're back at Memorial Park. We're by the pool, just a shot that way. Uh, we will be there at 10 o'clock. Have a super, super week again. Thanks for worshiping with us today at Northside Medina.